Welcome to the Phil and the Kid podcast. I'm Phil Gardner. And I'm Spiro Vrieselis. And today we're here with Monica Jazik of Real Property Investments. Let's dive right in. Why doesn't Monica give us and our listeners and our viewers a little bit of a synopsis to your story? How did you get started in real estate? And then we'll talk about how we met because that's more interesting. Okay. Yeah. Because <laughs> we want this to be interesting, especially all the viewers. There's so many podcasts out there. Let's make this interesting and give them some real information. Yep. So how do we get started? We try to do things the conventional way and it wasn't working. And this is the problem with people in Ontario is they try to do things the conventional way and it doesn't work. We are in a crisis. People can't afford to retire. People can't afford to help their kids go through school. People can't even uh, get by other than their working wage. And this is a huge issue. We lived it. We felt it. We need to do something different. Real estate was the way. And that's kind of what got us started. Real estate was the way. Yeah. So it what always is the way. Real, I it's mean, of course, we know we're here because <laughs> it's the way, right? But what, what about real estate, let's say, made it, made your, your decision to jump in? What was your, I know you guys have the story of like you purchased a property for each of your kids and yeah. all that, uh, all that fun stuff. So what, what about real estate made you say, this is what I want to do with my future. This is what's going to take me and my family through eons. Mm-hmm. Well, the, it all started. <laughs> Ideally eons, right? <laughs> good, good We're all living forever at this point. <laughs> And you're right. Like, it did start with the future thing. The number one cause, I am a mother. We have four kids. So it was the kids. And Mm -hmm. how do we, like, because I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. Okay. And I didn't want to have to go to work full-time. And that's what I noticed everyone was doing. Like, it just, because we live in Markham, it's very expensive, and everyone has to go to work Mm full-time. And I really wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. And it was like financial suicide. So first of all, we had to recreate this income. Now, Vaughn made enough money to live. Mm-hmm. I was fine. He was making great money. Um, you know, but we wanted to have fun things, obviously, and have a good, right. fun life. But more importantly, like, it was the savings that really, really kind of was affecting us. So we were trying to, like, save 10%. We're trying to... Yeah, and we were saving 10%. We're trying mm-hmm. to grow this money so you could do things like help our kids out with school or afford to retire. None of that was working. The only thing is me going and being this full-time teacher and that's the only right. thing and when did it take two people like two six-figure salaries to get by it's just not healthy yeah. that's a big problem in the gta even now right you can have multiple six-figure salaries uh-huh. and still have nothing left at the end of the day to save and properly. grow yeah and you don't have these wealth tips you don't know how to grow your money and manage your money and mm-hmm. and i'm trying to manage it with all these conventional tips and all this and that but it's just you know it just wasn't working so we did read the book Rich Dad Poor Dad, and okay. that is what was just a total. I think that was my, my awakening moment as well. Was uh, that's what we hear the, the most of too? That's such a huge book for a lot of people in yeah. their first uh, kind of look into real estate. Yeah, and so even it might not necessarily give you all the information, but it's the one that gives I think the most people the kick in the ass. Well, it's a mindset change, yeah. and it shows you the power of real estate. It's not a how-to book. Mm-hmm. No one out there, you guys can't go get rich dad poor dad and figure out how to be rich in real estate. It doesn't work that way, you know. But it gives you this mindset change. Like all mm-hmm. of a sudden, Tony Robbins says there's two millimeter changes. Like there is another way. I don't have to invest in mutual funds. I don't have to save all my money for a rainy day. I don't have to mm-hmm. work, you know, for 20 years to grow things at 2% That's and hope nightmare. to be able to afford to retire. So the thing, like just these different concepts that Robert introduced us to, A, the power of real estate, B, some ideas on how to get started. A lot of it's taken out of context too. Yeah. And he's licensed um, to the actual courses. And he, if you research Robert Kiyosaki and see his affiliation with these courses, he will even say he was a licensee to license his name out. He's not responsible for all this rich dad training. He never Did devised any of that curriculum. That was done through different companies that have altered hmm. and changed their names throughout the year. It has absolutely nothing to do with Robert Kiyosaki. Rich Dad Canada is Rich Dad Canada, and um, that's a branch of his Rich Dad whatever U.S. and it's worldwide, right. but this education training, whether it's whatever names it goes under, I'm not going to name any specific <laughs> names, um, that has nothing to do with them. And if you look at on Dateline and all these things that are Googled, you'll see him saying, 
I have no responsibility for those. He just has those concepts about leverage, concepts on the power of real estate, right. concepts on ways, you know, good debt versus bad debt, assets versus liabilities. As a wealth builder, these are the things that really kind of changed our idea towards this. And we realized rather than us working more, mm -hmm. you know, we need to start getting some assets. And real right. estate really is the best asset that people can really use to get this freedom in their lives. And that's how we really once we had those new ideas, we saw it was possible. Mm -hmm. That's when we really kind of got started and, and started getting the real estate. So what, uh, your, your mindset's changed at this point. What was your first purchase? Maybe how did you do your first purchase? Did it work? Was it a catastrophic failure like so many people's? Why don't you give us a rundown of your first, uh, first real estate, first property, uh, do you still have it? All that information. Well, if anyone's read our book, Real Estate Mistakes, you'll see we had a lot of catastrophic failures. So where can people get that? Plug it in right now. Yeah, where, Real Estate where? Mistakes on Amazon. We have ebook and print book, and I would get the print because you want to use take the appendix and really kind of pick our brains because we did a lot of different transactions in real estate, every strategy under the sun, every area, and we made a lot of mistakes, mm -hmm. as Phil knows. <laughs> yeah, I cried on your shoulder. I, I, I was there with you, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, that's the only way to really get in this industry is to make these mistakes because uh, learning is mm -hmm. doing, unless you're yep. using someone else's system is doing it. So our first, our first property was a ski condo in Blue Mountain. And I don't think I know that. You know, okay. You've never seen the pictures right. of our beautiful nope. ski gun. So we did Carry pretty on. well. This is interesting. <laughs> no, this is really cool. So I grew up like skiing in Collingwood and all this stuff. So it was very familiar to me. Plus we, we were skiers and, and this is something that we kind of like hid behind the properties. We did mistake mm. number one. We mixed business and personal. So we're like, okay, mm. let's buy a property. So you could go there. But maybe we'll go there too. <laughs> ah, you yes. know, is that yeah. possible? And so that was our number one mistake. We bought it right. That was good. Uh, we got it below value. Mm -hmm. uh, we were able to fix it up and increase the value. That was good. I think we renovated on a good budget. We did all that right. Uh, what did we do wrong? We used a mortgage agent in our area just because we didn't know anyone in the industry. So we used the wrong person who almost got us sued. Oh, fun. Uh, yeah, mm. they told us to get rid of our financing or whatever. We'll be fine. Next thing you know, all of a sudden it's not so fine. We almost couldn't close. So you didn't have a, a commitment when you firmed up on the property kind of thing from the, from anybody. I thought I did, but, but I didn't they, even know. You were told maybe. Exactly. You're, you're good to go. Don't worry. Yeah. Gotcha. That could have been a huge... That's risk. dangerous. And as beginner investors for us, that was like a catastrophe. Like I was crying <laughs> and we were... Because we weren't investors at this point. We were yeah. buying a ski chalet. Like let's yeah. keep it real. You don't, Not you even don't a know ski how chalet. to find last minute financing to close a deal when no, you really need to. No, we didn't know anyone. To. We had to use this lady who like fired our neighborhood. Like, <laughs> you know, like we were at that same thing. Like yeah. our whole team were our same people. Like the lawyer would be, you know, the person who my dad knew. Right? right? Like the accountant was someone my dad knew. The right. mortgage lady was someone in our neighborhood. You know, like everyone was the same. But real estate was someone we found on MLS. Like right. we had and no teams, no system, Investor whatever. specific. No. Then that's, you know, they don't understand. It's a totally different game. language that yeah. uh, whatever, whatever it is in wealth building, whether, whether it be the realtor, mm -hmm. mortgage agent, yeah. lawyer, et cetera. If they're not adapt to this no. and yeah. if they don't actually practice, it's really hard for them to give you Good advice. Because yeah. as you said, you learn from your mistakes. And as you keep going, mm -hmm. uh, you get better and better. So yeah. you want that team around you that knows what they're doing. How do much does your mistakes. team know? Exactly. Like if you're just going getting random people. So when we work with people now, we're, we're lucky to have this full team. Mm -hmm. And we know what our team knows. But I'll never tell another adult what to do. So say right. if you came to us like I want advice. I'm not going to say fire your mortgage agent. and You have to use our mortgage agent. It's not about that. Uh, but it's about having a team. So we either mm -hmm. A, use our team. We could turnkey everything. Or B... Um, this is what you are going to have to ask your team. Yep. And so we can systemize the whole process. So you can kind of help them no guide team. along whether or not they have the right team in place. I think one of my criteria nowadays for any professional be, like that's going to be involved in any aspect of my investing strategy is they need to be an investor themselves as well to, yes. to, uh, to really understand, you know, to make sure they've gone through the trials and tribulations, Absolutely. if you will, in their specific aspect. Well, of all of industry. our real estate agents, they have to live in the area, mm -hmm. work in the area, and have investment properties in right. that area. And a proven and that's all they do. We don't have these agents who are, like, on their phone all the time because they're trying to, you know, be specialists in about six different areas across Ontario. It's impossible. You're, you're, it not, you're never going to be a specialist in six different markets. You'll be yeah. mediocre in all of them. 
and someone will always be able to kind of beat you out yeah. on that. If so you're we're, a generalist, you're yeah, never going to be, you know, rich. You want to be a tough. specialist, for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. So, okay, we're talking about all of your agents. We've talked mm-hmm. about how you got started. Why don't we talk about what real property investments actually is? Because I know we're circling a little bit on that. Let's talk about what's uh, what real property investments is. Why did you start real property investments? Where are you at now with that? All right. So real property investments started out with Vaughn and I being investors. Mm-hmm. We wanted to build this wealth through investment. We started with that ski thing that we were t- telling you about. You know, we grew our portfolio. We we became familiar with all these different investment strategies and then made every mistake under the sun. So on our quest to being investors, we actually inadvertently turned into an, uh, consultants. Right. Really. So now um, we have our advisement company, basically, where we operate not just in real estate, but we really believe in real estate is always behind all the investment products. So we could show people how to invest in actual real estate. And we have 13 outside consultants across Ontario. We have real estate models in each one of these areas, Mm -hmm. which turn key up for investors. But we also educate people on how to build other aspects of wealth through passive investment products, because real estate is active, it's not passive, even if it's turnkey. And this would be more through joint venture opportunities, it could be more through private market products, it could be more through uh, different types of passive investments, like going in as a lender. And we spend most of our time, we've grown all of our our funds in these different areas that we promote with these issuers that, that we're promoting. And basically just tell people their options and make that introduction to the licensed professionals in each one of these areas. And the person really familiarizes themselves with that opportunity, with that model, and decides, is this for me? Am I going to... To move forward for that. With gotcha. This. So w- when did you first start? When was when was the first moment that you thought I have to start doing this? Do investing in real estate. Yes. Oh, that would have been like almost ten years ago, and that's when we kind of hit that pivotal moment where we needed to, to start investing differently and doing something differently. And as we started doing like these events and these meetup groups, originally our mm-hmm. groups, like now we have three groups. Um, that we host a month. It's a totally different concept because we've yeah. evolved substantially. We used to be real estate investors who would have people come into our group to guess who they're going to invest with, us. And that's how we got joint venture partners. And we were really focused on specific areas then. And we were evolving through our mistakes and our learning curve and all that sort of stuff. And as we ironed out all these kinks, basically that's what made us such great consultants. Now people come to our group and it's not to invest with us anymore. We're not taking on these joint venture partnerships. It's more an investment advisory firm saying, look, you do not have to invest in stocks, in mutual funds, or go haphazardly on your own in real estate. Here are some proven models, some proven systems, and other options and ways that you as a Canadian can build wealth to reach your goals. And our consulting really kind of gets them towards that individual goal and helps them create wealth today rather than worrying about 20 years from now. Right. And you, you get to, I mean, you see everybody come into the, come into the group and as, as individuals, you can work with them to see maybe their risk tolerance, the returns they're looking for, the markets they might be comfortable with. And then you have so many options in terms of the experts that you can place them with wherever they, it seems like they land, right. As a, as a model that'll fit well for them. And it's always based on what are they trying to achieve, Mm -hmm. you know? And each person, people, because I know you guys are doing Toronto, and a lot of people think Toronto's an impossible market. Shocker, it's not. You've proven (laughs) that wrong. I mean, Toronto can be an extremely lucrative market. It doesn't have to be as expensive as people think it's going to be. There are ways to get money, and you just have to have the specialists, like you two, involved Mm -hmm. to really create that model, and then we only focus on that model. Right. So someone who is looking, an investor who's able to grow their wealth in Toronto probably won't want to grow their wealth in Barry, And it would be very rare that we would let you do both to begin with because we course. really are big on focus. Yep. What works with you? What can you do? What do you want to do? And here's the model. We give that real uh, integration as well. Come to Toronto. Come walk some of these properties. Mm-hmm. See it, smell it, touch it, taste it. You might hate this. Don't taste it. Yeah. Tasting <laughs> it is a really, really bad idea. You might absolutely hate this. This is not for the weak of heart. And people often, after meeting with our specialists, touring these areas, walking these properties, come back and say, I absolutely hate real estate. These tenants scare the hell out of me. Mm -hmm. I cannot manage this every month. We're like, well, there's two options. They could do it for you. Mm -hmm. You can go in as a joint venture partner. Or if you like these returns and this is specifically what you're trying to achieve, why don't you go in as a money partner? Right. And there are different ways people can go 
as that. Right. So we actually spoke about this on the last podcast, but um, there, there's a myth around Toronto and, and it's because of the prices. So people see that the returns maybe aren't as high in general as an appreciation value. So mm-hmm. they'll see, oh, it's only appreciating five or 10%. Mm-hmm. Why would I want to do that when I can go to a, let's say, uh, Windsor or London where they'll see 20% appreciation or 15 and they're like, that's way higher. Mm-hmm. But what you have to remember that the Toronto uh, prices in the market are way higher to begin mm-hmm. with. So they're at a million, 800,000, 700,000. So a five to 10% change in Mm $700,000 property is much more than a 20% change in a $200,000 property. So these are like little myths that, Mm -hmm. that people, you know, first see, and it's kind of a facade and they don't dig deeper into it. But once you dig deeper, you understand that Toronto is actually a very strong place to invest. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of money to be made. Absolutely. Quite, quite strong fundamentals here in Mm -hmm. the city, right? We're, we're always going to have that influx of immigration, that influx of there's always work mm-hmm. to be had, tons and tons of work, lots in terms of transit, things like that, accessibility. But this isn't a Wise Toronto Suite podcast. If you're listening, you already know Toronto is a sweet city <laughs> to invest in. So where to go next? So I remember back what when we first met, what must have been like five or six years ago at this point. A long time uh, ago. Did, you, did we have events? Did you, I think you might have just started off on no, event number one. No, we've been doing one. events for almost nine years. Yeah, okay, though. so there was, like it wasn't all... We were like the first event aside from yeah. rain. There was rain and then there was us. Right, yeah. okay. It, was it just the one, the, it the was Thornhill one. event? It was the GTA. Like we yes, started okay. off doing free events. We meet at these little coffee shops or, you know, everyone starts and, you know, we talk about, because we didn't know anyone. Like right. all of our people in our family were like, you want to invest in real estate? You're crazy. What are you doing? <laughs> and we were trying <laughs> yep. to go to these other events, but there really weren't any. And we didn't really like what we were seeing. Mm-hmm. And we didn't want to join Rain because you had to go all the way to Mississauga. And I don't know right. what the hell Rain was. And it sounded super expensive, <laughs> you know, to be joining this membership. We, yeah. We're just trying to build both through real estate, you know? Right. We had all these little, little, little kids. I think one was even like in vitro at this point. Some didn't <laughs> even exist. You know, it was a pretty, pretty thing time. So yeah, mm-hmm. so we were pretty into it, but it was just the one. And I think by the time yeah. we met you, it was like at more of a set location. Yeah, it was, it was a small early, fee. early Oshawa model days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, it, yeah, my, it, there was speakers. I think it was just one, one event though, if I remember back when we were writing offers in Tim Horton's on a napkin, basically. I remember that. <laughs> we actually had to do a deal on a napkin in Tim Hortons. I swear to God, like, talk about napkin numbers, yeah, right? Yeah, no kidding. It does was... exist. That'd be something out of Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I know. Hey, we found this property on Kijiji. I found you on Kijiji, I think, first of all. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. That's here. Why don't we talk about it? My marketing worked there. Our, yeah, yeah, no kidding. I was, uh, I think I was just looking for off-market deals. Or something along the uh, along those lines. Back when I was uh, in that other space, um, <laughs> trying to find off market deals, had access to capital, mm-hmm. and then I don't even know. You popped up with some ad, and then we ended up checking out this other random off market property in in Oshawa that was like midway through mm-hmm. a renovation, and the guy was selling it renovated, but it wasn't yeah. yet renovated. And he had to renovate it. It was a, it was an interesting deal. Totally, totally off market. And my Bang kids deal, were in the though. car. Remember, our kids were little in their car, <laughs> yeah. and then they were too scared to get out of the car to pee, and so went had to pee yeah. in a bottle because he was three years old, and his favorite word at that time was crackhead. <laughs> because this we used to do so much when... in Oshawa, and this is why you should not bring your kids to job sites. People don't do what we did. Take them to the park, get a babysitter. No, what we'd have to. We were so heavy in the real estate. We were so heavy in acquisitions oh and locating these off market properties yeah. that we'd be driving these kids around, and they'd be. Cr- Crying, and then oh. I remember in Oshawa. This is so many years ago. Like in Oshawa, was so bad. Yep. North Oshawa didn't even like exist. There was no Poshawa. No. And we'd be in the parking lot waiting for the agent, and drug dealers would be circling the car, and our kids would be crying, <laughs> crying, and they like, we don't want to move here. Oh my I'm goodness. like, we don't move here. It was. Kids, the mommy leave her wallet in the car. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so you, you know? did this. You started, and you just dove right into this in the middle of being a new mom. Oh yeah. How difficult was that? Because it's, that alone just diving into real estate is one thing yeah but and having kids is probably the toughest thing you can possibly it do. is the toughest and you juggled both at the same time so how did you find uh that whole process was well being like a parent is impossible being a parent of four kids is so impossible being an entrepreneur is impossible like it's all so impossible and i always think of like uh we watch dragons then a lot and one time the the one lady um she says something's really impactful i think it was the manjeet's lady and she says something impactful because someone used the excuse of a family and Mm -hmm. she said um well we all have families 
And I think that's really true. Everyone is a family. So if you're out there and you're using your kids as an excuse, your family as an excuse, mm -hmm. we use our kids to actually motivate us. Now, yeah. we had to really, we lost three years of our lives as parents because when we started this, this investing journey, we were in a totally different mindset. Um, we've earned our stripes. We were putting in 20 hour days. I am the... I will call BS and I will say, I'm doing this for my kids. It was so BS. I was doing it for me. We thought we were like, we always say Donald Trump when Donald Trump was a good thing. <laughs> um, this, these NLP, I don't know what they fed us on the water in these courses, but we were just so different. We're so unique. We're such superstars. We're doing deals here and there and everywhere. And kids will be like, mommy. And we're like, what? <laughs> you know, like it was just negligent parents. This one over here is working That's like 15 hour days, coming home, putting on a suit and going out to, to events that we're hosting and hitting people and... You know, like even when we had our first thing, we had our daughter when we started at our meetup group too. Mm -hmm. And it was just like, for a long time, we were the real estate group with a baby and we didn't stop. We brought a two week old out <laughs> to these things. So I think, you know, kids, they will stop us to some extent. They Because we realized that time lost and we've restructured mm -hmm. our whole business to not be based around ego and this chasing 100 properties and I'm so successful because I have 100 properties and I've done this and I've done that and it's I find that a lot. for some people. Like, it, it's great to have that goal, right, mm -hmm. of, I, hey, I'm going to get 100 properties. I think a, what a lot of people don't realize coming from someone who's managed 100 properties, yeah. it's a lot of work. And it's like having 100 it's kids. A, it's a full-time job plus oh, yeah. some, right? It's, it's obnoxious, When you too. can get the returns that you need to never have to work a day in your life again with 10 or less in a lot of yeah. markets, right? Or one. Or, or one. Like yeah. we have a webinar that says how one property can help you be a total game changer for mm -hmm. your financial portfolio. One property can keep like help you create this huge freedom in your life. It does not have to be a hundred. Now you can obviously do more than one. Like I'd say the sweet spot, we maybe three, three mm -hmm. to five. Yeah, we have because, a lot of clients sitting in that range. Yeah. I mean, we're once all you get professional to that real estate investors, you know, all of yeah. us who are in the industry, mm -hmm. we have our portfolios, whatever. This is what we do for a living. What about all the Canadians out there who want to build wealth through real estate? They don't want to flip job? and invest a hundred thousand dollars on an education. Mm -hmm. They don't want to do it themselves. Like they, we need people that work. We can't have yeah. everyone running around being entrepreneurs. We need doctors, lawyers, accountants. We no need kidding. scientists who come up with cures. What about these people and giving them options to to grow their money? Mm -hmm. And they come to these events to get this information. They see some dingbat at the start of the room, do some haphazard strategy that's probably not even proven. They just want <laughs> your money to invest it. Yep. You know, and they're in a room with people who are all like have hundreds of properties and think, uh oh, I don't have a hundred properties. I don't have the time. So now I'm just going to, what, not be in the game go, at all. I'm go back do to nothing. my mutual funds. Yeah. Like, it's sad. Yeah. It's sad. And so as us, and people always ask, how many properties do you have in your portfolio? How much? I never even tell them the answer either because I don't care. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I say why. That's, I have a full-time investment company I operate with my husband. We have multiple corporations. We have multiple streams of income. Um, you know, it doesn't have anything to do with our ability to yeah. help you build wealth. That's like, that's your, your full-time gig, right? That has no bearing on somebody else's full-time gig. Mm -hmm. If they're, you're, that's where your income comes from. If you're a doctor and your primary income is that having a few of these put off to the side to help build that long-term wealth for when you're ready to retire, et cetera, that's, that's in a lot of cases all they need. Right? Exactly. And that's like, the first thing, uh, as we said uh, previously, a lot of people like to just take a quick glimpse at things and they, they don't do their research mm -hmm. and don't do their due diligence on them. When you take a quick glimpse, that's it's easy to ask someone, how many properties do you own? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you say, I own whatever number, let's say six. And they mm -hmm. go, oh, I know someone who owns 100. Why would I listen to you? Yeah. yeah. Meanwhile, they don't know all the uh, actual facts mm -hmm. of it. Maybe yeah. your six properties are actually cash flowing way higher than that person's 100 that they yeah. just buy for you, no you reason. You could have a, 100 right. doors in Detroit that turn you over 25 bucks a month, mm -hmm. or you mm -hmm. could have one in Toronto that turns you over two grand a month. Or yeah. you can have your four kids and you take them to soccer practice mm -hmm. and you yeah. do all these other things that take up Life. your time. Yeah. And yeah. And, and you create those other relationships with people. It's yeah. not all, it's not all about business 24 well, seven. Well, that's funny you said that. Cause that's actually what we try to do. So we have our freedom goals and we try to have other people create that. So some of my biggest accomplishments and what we've helped people through, uh, this investing in real estate and through investing in these products they didn't know about before is helping people, um, leave their jobs. Right. Now they love their jobs. Like we had one couple, great clients and it was actually the, the wife's an engineer 
And it was the husband who wanted to leave his job. Mm -hmm. So what did we do? We focused on replacing his income. They had a lot of assets. We were restructuring. We were helping them invest, showing them options. We reached the goal. They had another baby in the meantime. They went away for six months to... to to um, a place where they're from. I'm not going to out anyone on this webinar here. <laughs> and, uh, you know, spent it. And they had the money and the income to, to be able to do that. And then after, um, she's like, I love my job as an engineer. I love this and that, you know. Uh, but when she came back from vacation, she goes, now that I have two babies, it's a little different. I really want to leave, leave my job now. We're like, all right, well, let's, that's your freedom goal. That's your action plan. Let's restructure this. And we're just looking at their assets, reformulating their investments and having them. Now, they're also, we could help people grow extra businesses as mm -hmm. well. Or some people change jobs. Some people just want to have the, the goal for their, for their kids or they want more time. A lot of people we help, a lot of people go from full-time to part-time or change industries because people are more and more cognizant of the value of time and how valuable it is and the time away from what they really want to be doing. Yep. Like we help people actually get a life. We are not going to be out there, um, you know, having you look for a hundred properties and mm -hmm. working 20 hour days like we did, like we earned our stripes in that regards to learn our systems, learn our models. Now we've created that life of freedom for ourselves where our kids come first. So based on their schedule, there's four of them. They're all in competitive sports. And we're always, we do volunteer in their classroom as well. So kids first, you mm -hmm. know. So our business goals are structured around A, our kids' schedule. Then B, what are our fitness goals? Because if we're not alive and we're not healthy to enjoy this, then what the heck is the point of this too? Yep. So quite often, you know, Vaughn will do his CrossFit training. I'm on the tennis court at least three times a week. You know, like we're really kind of getting that fun and that fitness. And it makes us better entrepreneurs as well. Right. And then after that, we slot in this business that we absolutely love. And the reason we love it is because it's passion filled, purpose-driven business. You know, if we're not out there hosting our events and educating our clients and giving that, we're in the field um, volunteering and educating mm -hmm. students, uh, libraries, and people who are actually at-risk youth, you know, and ideas, entrepreneurship, wealth building. We're in this to, like, make a difference in the world and let that's, people know. That's brilliant. I think the, the lack of financial literacy in schools nowadays is astounding. So that I was Actually in economics and finance. That's what I took in university. And I, I would say 80% of the people that graduated still have no clue how to actual, actually save. We know how to work. Mm -hmm. That's what they teach you. They, they teach you how to work. You can be an accountant. You can be a financial planner. But do you really know how to do it for yourself, mm -hmm. personal growth? I took a course that was about personal growth mm -hmm. and personal savings. I learned absolutely nothing. Oh, it. great. I learned more <laughs> on YouTube videos and, no and tutorials. Yeah. And it's crazy. That That's what blew my mind about university. I'm not saying university is bad. I still I believe it's a signaling mm -hmm. sort of thing. Mm -hmm. and you can do it, then you can probably conquer the world. You can yeah. do whatever you put well, your mind to. Well, it teaches you a higher level of thinking. Yes. Yeah. And you're able to critically analyze things. You know what I did for fun the other morning is I wrote a book. And it was actually for fun on, the other morning. The other <laughs> she morning. writes a book. I wrote a book and it was a manual. I need to create it. Maybe you help me create this. Get it out Great. there. We'll do an ebook. I don't know. We'll get this information out, but it's really important. And it's actually the financial because I do read five books a week at least. And I always read and analyze and then kind of rewrite because I have that, you know, I don't, we don't believe. We're the people who take the information and revamp the information and get it out on how people actually can make a difference and actually achieve. And this was actually a financial planning book that we read and then just revamp it. There are, a lot of them are onto the right thing, but it has to be tweaked. Yes. So mm -hmm. do you want to know the number one wealth goal? This number one, rule number one for wealth building and financial planning. What would you guess it is? I don't know. Tell me. Yeah, just hit me. I don't even... No guesses? New, rule, the rule number one? Yeah. Or the one goal? Rule number, rule one, number one for building wealth. What would you, oh like, God, guess it would Is that, like, it's that like a save a certain amount of your rule income? Or whatever exactly. Save 10% of what you make? Or You're very close. Percentage. It's pay yourself first. Nice. Pay yourself first. There pay yourself first 10% every month. I don't care if you're in a homeless shelter. We're kind of smart. And you're out there. <laughs> if you're in a homeless shelter, we're in Toronto right now filming here. We're yep. going to go down. And we're going to say make $10 in the, that day, you know, 10% mm -hmm. of that $10 best be going into an account. You pay yourself first before you get any food, before you pay Hydro One. This is the problem with a lot of this people. This is Toronto. We pay Toronto Hydro. It's yeah. not people Hydro in one. general. <laughs> what do you have here in Toronto? Toronto Hydro. It's not Toronto Hydro One. Toronto Hydro. I, we're not as bougie as Hydro One. Well, we have you <laughs> managing all of the Toronto investments. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. and so you don't need to know who you're paying the Hydro me, dollars we to. We don't pay uh, utilities for tenants. Landlords out there, get your tenants for their own <laughs> utilities. Oh, I hate that. I hate I have enough bills to open. I do not oh, want to open other people's bills. 
Um, but yeah, like pay yourself first. And this is where people really, really go wrong is mm -hmm. they take the income that they make and they might set it aside, whatever, after they're paying themselves. But if you put yourself first, you're always going to be figuring out a way to make more money because mm -hmm. sometimes you have to make more money. Maybe it's not, we're not a budget kind of person. We are creating uh, streams of income. We believe yep. everyone should have seven residual streams of income. There's a huge wealth building tip for you there. So your ideas are free. How can you take your ideas and utilize them to be constantly making you money? And this is really what gives you that extraordinary life. Let me, let me play devil's advocate here because, because I know I've heard this a bunch and you've definitely heard this a bunch. What would you say to someone that goes, I can't afford to put away 10% of... Neither can I. I can't afford it either. <laughs> and I do it all the time. You can't afford it. If you have an automatic savings plan and you just take it away and put it away, you could afford it. You know, you'll figure out a way to pay other people. Sometimes, I love that. That's sometimes what it is. Sometimes they might get, get paid a little later. Right? Yeah. Sometimes they won't get paid at all. And then they're yeah. going to take their service away. Uh, and, then and then you get real creative. Yeah. Well, then you figure out second, how to afford their service. stream of income. <laughs> exactly. You know, you'll figure out how to do it. Like, let's yeah. pretend. Let's go back to what is this? Toronto Power? Toronto Hydro. <laughs> You're spending too much time in Timmins. Okay, so let's pretend <laughs> Phil, he's just so determined to, he's determined to make this podcast to go. He doesn't want to be a Toronto expert real estate agent okay. anymore. He just wants to be a podcaster and he's not making That's any it. money. So you guys better pay him for this podcast. <laughs> okay? And he's getting his, maybe you're only making We're not monetizing $10. yet. Don't worry. You're still safe. But you're check getting, it out on Patreon. Yeah. Let's start. Let's start. Let's make this your residual stream. Let's of have a GoFundMe. There we go. GoFundMe for the podcast. There's two streams right there. Patreon and GoFundMe. Yeah, That's we're good. Excellent. That's we're the fun. millennial way of creating extra streams of income. It is. So what would be your number one thing? You want to have this podcast. You want to have it up and running, whatever, right? Sure. Yeah. And you want to make it profitable and you want to make money. This is your only stream of income. Let's pretend. Okay. Okay, so you're not... This is hypothetical. Yes, exactly. It's totally yeah, hypothetical. Is, so you obviously, even though you feel like you have nothing, you have to pay yourself first. And then what about your rent? What about your power? We don't have power. We don't have this. I mean, you yeah. might get pretty... Phil might be a squatter. A squatter. I'm, I am... I, I do know the ins and outs of the Residential Tenancies Act. Yes. So I think that's my first point of leverage if I have no money. <laughs> you could be a squatter who... Hustle's a generator, hmm. and we could be doing this podcast here while you're saving your 10%. Perfect. See, that's out-of-the-box thinking <laughs> to, to get things going. Pay your landlord, folks. Yeah, please. don't be a squatter, though. Let's, <laughs> let's not go there. But seriously, the point, of the, the point of the whole silly argument really is figure out, you know, pay yourself first and everything else. Yeah. You will figure it all out. Mm -hmm. You know, like, you will find a way to make more money. It's not saving money. It's making more money. And maybe you know this power, Toronto power thing is too high, and you you need to change to a different company yeah. or you have to go elsewhere like that it forces you to think differently mm -hmm. when you have what you have but people often you know they make more money and then they'll find a way to spend that too yep. people go up and up and up and oops <laughs> and then they spend their money and in reality you should really be uh figuring out a way to pay yourself first and always be investing in yourself first mm -hmm. and what i like to tell a lot of people especially in the 20 to 30 demographic i know a lot of people that work uh, check to check they live check to check yeah. yep. which is fine that's that's i most mean most of this country yeah, 90 percent. most of the plus. country actually can't is not even living check to check they're actually living on borrowing borrow right. yes yeah. exactly mm -hmm. well th they live in that whole mindset of uh you know i work my five days a week on friday i'm gonna go out and spend this much money yeah. and just enjoy yeah. my time what i what i've told a lot of my friends and and sphere of influence is really think about every dollar you spend put it mm -hmm. put it in perspective of let's say minimum wage um you get paid let's say what is it now 15 dollars an hour yeah. uh let's say you go out and spend a hundred dollars mm -hmm. that's like you're working a full day yeah roughly so yeah. so really think about that do you need to have maybe those six drinks mm -hmm. maybe you're buying six beers or five beers or or maybe uh you buy a new shirt every week do you really need that extra small cost it might not seem a lot and it oh, might give you that instant quick. satisfaction yeah yep. But holding off purchases like this and just saving it instead, mm -hmm. you'll make that 10% a lot faster than mm -hmm. if you didn't do it. Yeah. Well, you think about it this way, too. Let's pretend they have their 10%. Okay? They're, mm -hmm. they're living paycheck to paycheck, and they're paying themselves first. Okay, So they have all their bills, their landlord bills, their power bills, their cell phone, and whatever it is. Okay, They pay themselves first, and those are becoming tighter. And then the shirt comes, and then, then they're more likely to say no to the shirt because exactly. they've already paid themselves first. Yeah. It's not even beyond like limiting themselves or say they feel really depressed because they don't have this shirt. 
You know, I want this or I need shopping. It makes me happier. I like to have this. I'm, then it puts it more being aware and not just buying things for the sake of buying, but saying buying these shirts are really important to me because it really brings joy to my life. So not only am I going to pay myself first every month. Now I know all these other assholes here. They want all this money from me too. I got to get all that done. But I'm going to make that little bit extra money because buying this clothing is important to me or buying this car is important to me or, or living in this area is just a little more important. This is going to force me to stretch and, and make that, that income. For right. Sure. Help, yeah. you, help you grow. Mm-hmm. So I was going to say, you see those like memes all the time, right? Of the, you get the paycheck and you're living like a baller day one, two, three, and then your steady decline, right? And you're yeah. just kind of like pinching pennies until the app, the, the day that you get paid. And again. then you're eating your junior and then chickens from McDonald's. There's nothing wrong with junior chickens from McDonald's people. Buck, buck seventy nine or whatever yeah. they are. Great like, meal. It's all about the value. Three, you three of them kids? at a time. Four of them at a time. <laughs> okay, fair. Oh my god, it's all about the value. I'm living bougie. <laughs> the value man. What are you eating, Big Macs over here? Whoa, buddy! <laughs> Double quarter pounder. Whatever. <laughs> He's living the dream. So Big what? Mac what dream. I was. What I meant to say is essentially you can you can have the if you're already going to be doing this up and down spike anyways mm-hmm. instead of spending on you know two hundred dollar bar bills guilty back in the day. Just take those those funds and put them away, and then live the exact same way you would have been living anyways. However, just a fraction wealthier, and, yeah. and over time that's going to grow. And you, if you really, like you said, if you really do want those extravagant things, you'll find a way. But to, just listen to, to this, though. You put the money aside, mm-hmm. then you go to the bar. And you run out the stupid bar bill. And then your rent's due. Then you're really going to be hurting. You have to ask your parents. You have to figure out something. You have to go into savings. You have to do something. You can't go back into that account, by yep. the way, to, to go and pay for this. Because you have to feel that pain. You have to feel the problem. And that's when people make the difference and the mm-hmm. change in their life. You have to feel the pain has to outweigh the certainty. Yeah. And this is what Tony Robbins always says. So this is what happened with us, you know. I wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. You know, I didn't want to go to work full time, leave my kids. I wanted that freedom in my life. The pain was these inability to invest and the inability to to pay for these future costs. I can stay at home. My kids are going to have to figure out their own way to go to school. Mm -hmm. We're never going to have a legacy for them. We're going to have to settle for being average. My worst fear is being average. Preach. Being average is just, I'd rather be dead than being average. Mm -hmm. It's just, that's what scares the hell out of me is living an average life. I'm very cognizant. Every day is a gift. You know, you wake up. We are so lucky to be here. You want to wake up excited. You want to wake up alive. And you want to just really kind of seize the day and take advantage of it and live this one life. Because tomorrow is not for certain. And people are living their life for a future date that really is not a certain thing. <laughs> yeah. So you need to really, you know, be cognizant of that. Live your best life today. What is going to give that to you? And when often it is material, like it does cost yeah. to live. Money is very important, you know, whether you're giving it to others or trying to help others, you know, money is very important. So being cognizant of the money that you have and mm-hmm. figuring out how am I going to make this? Is this going to get me what I need it to get? And if not, I want to be empowered of ideas that I can make more money so I can have my best life. I can give this life to others. I can, you know, give to charity mm-hmm. and I can be empowered. I, I hate the fact that people are given a certain thing and they think these are the cards I was given. These are the cards I'm dealt with. And this is what I have to do. I cannot go outside this box. I want everyone right. to break out of their box. And that's actually a, the yeah. hardest part is when you're at that point. So I was at that point. Everybody's been at that point at mm-hmm. one one point of their lives where they they feel stuck. They feel like the system's against them, the market's against them. Uh, you know, screw money. Yeah. I, I don't need it. I'm going to try to just be happy. And that's where you find yourself going to the bars, spending mm-hmm. the extra yep. money. Once you pay yourself first, you start working uh, more hours, making more money and saving more money. Mm-hmm. You realize that you're much happier because you, oh, yeah. you have that sense of stability. And people need a sense of stability. That's why people yeah. get married. That's why people stay in groups yep. and keep family and friends. That's the whole point of it is the stability in your life. So once you have that savings account growing mm-hmm. and your investments growing, yeah. you don't need your six, seven drinks. You don't need to get drunk, yeah. blackout at a bar <laughs> and, and hanging out and whatever. You yeah. realize that you're okay with your water and your one drink or your mm-hmm. glass of wine and yeah. you're super happy. You want to wake up the next yeah. day ready to go, keep it going, yeah. keep the cash flow coming, eat, sleep, 
cash float, just like Phil's another, shirt. Another another shirt another from shirt. our now fall this, collection. This, yeah, you should put this on your in your store. This is our fourth did, stream of income. There you go. I love it this. No, we'll have a Shopify a store for the apparel. Yeah. <laughs> so one thing we often, I want to ask all the viewers out there, I want to say, how much are you worth if you stop working? And if you stop going to work, how much money are you bringing in? And that's an excellent way that people can really assess their wealth and assess where they're at. How much income do you generate if you're physically not able to go into work? Now, Warren Buffett says, if you don't make money when you sleep, there you, go. you are going to work until you, you die. die. And that's the whole rat race. That's the whole people on the hamster wheel. That's what people are doing. Yes, good for you for working. That's great. I hope you love your job. You find a lot of passion, whatever. But I also hope that if something happens in your life, or sometimes mm -hmm. what if your job unchooses you, that you are able to uh, tap into income that you can provide you know, for yourself. And it's, you're not so dependent on your job. Imagine yeah. the freedom. You know what freedom is? It's not sitting on a beach all day. Yes. You know, that gets no. boring. It's going to work and knowing that you, if your paycheck, you know, gets cut off for whatever You're reason, safe one way or the you other. would still go. Yeah. Like, I think you love that's, what you do. that's a very good point, especially nowadays with this huge fire movement that's happening and everyone kind of, I, I think the guys that are doing it are mm -hmm. kind of doing it uh, the, the right way. But a lot of people, when you say to somebody who's maybe not, so investment savvy. Hey, I plan to retire mm -hmm. when I'm 30. Do you want to explain right? what FIRE is for people it's, who don't know? Uh, the acronym stands for financial independence and, and retire early. So when I, when I go tell my mom, hey, mom, I'm going to retire at 30, she thinks I'm absolutely batshit crazy, right? Mm -hmm. Because everyone else has a different definition of the term retire. Going to go be on a beach for the next however yeah. many years of my life and do nothing that's the, the old school definition of, mm -hmm. of retiring. I think new, new school definition being that freedom piece that you mentioned. Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily have to quit my job, but knowing that if something ever happened, if there was ever a, a health concern, life situation changes, I lost my job, I'm comfortable, I'm covered, yeah. that, is, that is freedom, right? Mm -hmm. And then if you do, if maybe your job isn't your passion, for a lot of people it is, so they don't need to leave. If your job is your, isn't your passion, sorry, you can go start your passion. Yeah. And I think it's it's the fetish of being on a beach all day. With, with people who uh, don't know how to have that money when you yeah. sleep, how, mm -hmm. how to make it, that sounds amazing. You're like, I don't want to work anymore. I'd rather just be mm -hmm. laying on a beach for a year. It's a fantasy. Because work is a chore. For and those. It's a chore right. and, it, and yeah. it's always a fantasy. But once you do have that passive income, mm -hmm. you start making it. Your job becomes more of a hobby than a, than a paycheck yeah. that you need to live off of. It's yeah. more like now you can buy that you know, Balenciaga, whatever, mm -hmm. or whatever it is, Gucci handbag and whatever it is, you can buy it because you can afford this now. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and you realize I don't need a year on the beach. I, I'm happy with two weeks and then I'm right back in. I'm missing yeah. it. By, by day seven. I'm like, I need to get back. I, I yeah. want to continue making money. It's, it's actually enjoyable to you. Mm -hmm. Cause you have the time to do things that you actually is meaningful. Something exactly. that you yes. actually want to do. And everyone should be doing whatever's meaningful in their life. Cause that's when, when you have this passion, mm -hmm. you really are allowed to express yourself and everyone in this world has something to offer. I believe in every single human being has something to offer. And usually when people are miserable or unhappy is they're just not in the right spot. And so how can you get to that spot? How can you help people, uh, by doing meaningful work and you know, with people tied to jobs because they have to pay for this or have to pay for that, and they're, and they're accepting that, that's just the way it is, a lot of people never have a chance to express that. Right. And a lot of people also retire and die. I hate to tell you this, yes. too. Yes. And a that's... lot of the reason they die is they have no purpose with their work because they don't really yeah. get a chance to, you know, know who they are as a human being. Right. Know, um, you know, what their interests are, what their likes are, what their dislikes are. And there's time in your life where, where you do go through different cycles and phases about figuring out some you'll work harder, some are more de devoted to raising a family, you know, some are, you know, finally, most, most people don't have time for themselves until they're like in their sixties. Right. And then and they then, go, who the hell am I? Yeah, yeah. You know, so freedom also really is, I'd, I'd encourage everyone out there listening, no matter how old you are to figure out what it is you like to do and how can you incorporate that into your week? You know, because I think when you find out, really pull out who you are and what your interests are and actually do something that really is not work related. Mm -hmm. It's just what is something that you find fun, interesting. It may not make you money. Like making tennis, playing tennis does not make me money. Right. But it, it makes me a better investor. It makes me a better businesswoman. It makes me a better partner. It makes me a better parent. It makes me a better overall person. 
because it really kind of taps into your interests and and that's really what the freedom freedom really is about there we go for sure that was a heavy freedom talk it was <laughs> and it's it all about freedom it, it starts with the foundation you want to you want to build up a house a building with foundation first mm-hmm. you don't you don't build the 12th what? story first. You mean you no. don't start sense. at the top? Well, a lot of people need this, need to hear this because it starts with the smallest thing possible. Mm-hmm. You're going to yeah. be laying in bed at 11 a.m. and you're going to think, what am I doing here? Uh, blah, blah, blah. It's another day. Got to wake up. Yeah. Got to do this again. Because you're not St- motivated. You're not motivated. Mm-hmm. You have to start with something small. Clean your room. Make your bed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get up at the same time every day. Mm-hmm. Start going to the gym three, four times a week. Like you said, tennis. Pick yeah. up a hobby. And that will help you succeed more than anything else at the first step. Mm-hmm. If you don't have that, that consistency, I always go back to stability. Mm-hmm. You need that stability in your life where you can fall back on anything because you're happy. You're, yeah. you're motivated. Now, I think you're seeing it a lot with a rise in uh, people feeling sad. I don't want to use any words right now because, you know, that's not my business and, and it's probably not politically correct it's not well it's it's, <laughs> a, it's not a political correctness it's just you know uh, whatever everybody battles their demons yeah yep. but we all have demons we all have demons Absolutely. and the yep. best way to fight your demons mm-hmm. isn't to sit back and talk about how you, know you have what? demons it's, not it's about even demons is it isn't it just life i think it's just yeah. life yeah i think people are we've grown to to have this soft life where mm-hmm. we're like I, I deserve to watch TV for four hours a day. I deserve to get my nails done or uh, mm. go tanning every day. If, if we look back a hundred years, it's pretty, it's, actually, it's pretty good. How are my it's nails? Impressive. Ooh, these are stubby mm. nails. Your tans, your tans <laughs> impressive though. I'm not going to lie. It's probably from the tennis or whatever. It's all that. It's oh, all yeah. the tennis. From the tennis. <laughs> but, w- <clears throat> excuse me, what I was saying is, is if you go back 50, a hundred years, I mean, when was that? World War II? Mm-hmm. It was, it was, 80 years ago, yeah, 80 years ago, that lifestyle, you think people back then were, were worried about, you know, missing a TV show. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, they were, they were were trying to survive. We we have become way too soft as a society. And it's about making yourself hard again. Mm -hmm. Go to the gym. I love, I like saying go to the gym because it's, it's, it sucks. Even people who like going to the gym Mm -hmm. will tell you it's tough. You, you break a sweat. Oh man, ask Billy. Sometimes I hate it. Billy, you have pre-workout for that yeah. like there's things to help you yeah and, and you got to do things that make you uncomfortable because yeah. we're humans that's what we've always done go to ancient times uncomfortable 24 mm-hmm. 7 yep and that's what it was that was life so you have to find ways to make mm-hmm. yourself uncomfortable always challenge yourself and yes. you can learn Pushing from beyond it. your limits and you will become happier that's the craziest thing it's mm-hmm. it, it you you think of it in your mind before you do it and it seems like such a big task yeah you start small you organize your life get up at a certain time mm-hmm conquer the day the same way and then you can build and you can add more difficult things on your journey Mm -hmm. i always say you want to wake up feeling excited and you want to go to bed feeling accomplished that's great i really like really being reflective and talking at the end of the day what did i achieve what should i be proud of and if you're not growing you're dying so that's yep. part of being a progressive person. Most people just go through the same old, same old. Like Tony Robbins says, you know, you you wake up and what does he say? You look in a box and you live in a box and mm. you talk in a box. You get in a box. You drive to a box. You look at a box. You watch a box. And then at the end of your life, you end up in a box. Oh, you know, like, let's get out of this box. Let's start living. Like, I did something yep. interesting to help me grow last week. Do you want to know what, what I did? What was that? What was you that? You should put this picture on the podcast. Oh, boy. I entered myself into a tough mutter room. Oh, I saw that. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> How long did it take? How crazy was it? It took us like so many hours because none of us could run 5K (laughs) and none of us trained and none of us, you know, had any training. But you survived. We had so much fun and it was, it's really pleasant actually being, I've never even been in mud before. Like I don't even think I've gotten my shoes dirty before. (laughs) Mudding's a whole thing. I've never run 5K. I've certainly never climbed anything. (laughs) You know, I try to run Mm. up the slide with my kids and I'm like nope that's not (laughs) you know so it was total challenge we didn't prepare at all we just went with a really great open attitude and ready to accept Mm -hmm. anything and we actually went through all 13 obstacles we got through the whole race we got I figured out I love mud I got all these bruises that I was so proud of because I'm like I'm so bruised this is so fun but it was just fun and it was just really that putting yourself out of your comfort zone Mm -hmm. I think is really really important because if you're not growing you are you are dying so now we have to we're going to do it next year we're going to try to get even more people nice okay we're in yes we're in Uh, we need team tough mutter I don't like mud 
Oh, oh come on. It. You'll love it. It's I'm so a city. Fun. I don't Isn't like, there one that like electrocutes you while you're going through it or yeah, something? Yeah, there is one. You have to army crawl underneath. Yeah, we didn't know. get electrocuted. I, I was a bit pissed off about that whole electrocution point because I do not like the, the well, that, thought of anyone electrocuting That, that seems me. a little yeah. intense. It kind of gets on my nerves a little bit. Yeah. So I was a bit, um, but I was going to do it. Okay. And I was, to tell you the truth, but the mindset I was in, it turned out to be the 10K. So I went through this whole yeah, race okay. planning oh, okay. on being electrocuted mm. at the end. Yeah. Okay. And I wasn't happy one bit and I had this electrocution yeah. strategies so the end of the day my mindset was you know what I'm going to do I'm just going to get through this shit because it can't kill me otherwise they wouldn't legally be able to yeah. do this yeah. or I'm just going to crawl under it I'm going to figure it out when it comes to it and even if it causes pain it's just going to be temporary but at least I'll get through that race at the end of it and say I went through it I achieved I got electrocuted like woohoo <laughs> like it's not like I'm going to say turn up the voltage and I'm going like, <laughs> to plan to be electrocuted again well, that the point would be of something is, I would be, I'd, I'd be the one challenging the machine, like cr- crank it up, let's do this. <laughs> Sometimes you get electrocuted in life, yeah, well. you know, like that's life. And it's literally, it, it literally did you see the picture life. I posted of the, of our, the back of our new purchase a couple weeks ago? Oh this, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the old wire. What is the, it? There's a line, this is kind of common in this area because we have a lot of detached garages. Mm-hmm. So there's a real handyman special. Somebody ran a power line above ground from a little bit of a one story addition to the garage to power the garage mm-hmm. not bx or anything we're talking about an interior line run it to the back strap it to a metal pole in the middle <laughs> of the backyard and wrap it up with rusty wire completely open to the elements oh my god so god forbid if you want to talk about electrocution yeah. someone goes and grabs that pole he was training for tough mutter i was exactly that's it just training for tough mutter. <laughs> oh my, and so like never made it to the race <laughs> but as investors right. and in the toronto market you guys are dealing with a lot of older homes and all stuff you're oh, gonna yeah. see all sorts of this this crazy stuff but i wanted to thank you uh because for so many years when we were building you know, um, our portfolio mm-hmm. and doing our advice to people. We are always like focusing on these tertiary markets, like two hours away from Toronto, areas with high economic fundamentals. But I think you two are really on to something here in Toronto. And I feel really grateful that you guys have discovered a model that works because people often chase cash flow and low price, like purchase price right. points. And that's not the thing, guys. Like a $50,000 home could be negative cash flow, a $5 million home could be a cash cow. Not that we do $5 million homes. I'm using this as a point of example. But say if a house is one, one, three, or under, whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, it all depends on the model, the investment strategy, the ability to pull the money back out, and it's it's what what the investor has for to do it for you, basically. So when Mm -hmm. you're looking at this, you want to look at the total ROI, and if you're able to invest at this price point, this might be something you want to consider because one home in Toronto could yeah. be equivalent to, say, two homes in Barrie. Now, Barrie is a great market as well, and it's not that much less expensive, yep. really. Yeah, it's getting you know? up there now. Same with Durham, but they're all different markets. So you yeah. as an investor, you have to ask yourself, where do I want to invest? What can I do? So we always tell people, go to their mortgage specialist, first of all, see what they can qualify. Yes. If they say, oh, you have the funds, you have whatever, you might want to consider doing a multifamily home in Toronto. It never is going to have unemployment. It's no, always no, no, only our, our the right areas. Nil. Yeah. You, yeah, there's a lot of cons. You have double yeah. land transfer tax. Yep. You know, you might have multiple offers. You might have whatever. But with the right team, you could learn how to not be, don't be electrocuted <laughs> by double land transfer tax. Don't be Ooh, electrocuted by multiple right offers. You know, <laughs> like there are ways around all this stuff. And you guys have proven that investing in Toronto is an option. Is it easy? No. Is it your problem? No. It's their problem. It's their system. This is all I do all day long. Yep. I'm, I'm putting those on the spring collection. Thank you for that. Don't be electrocuted by double the yeah. transfer tax. That's going on the uh, like the spring line of filling You'll the kid wear. you find the same problems in Toronto and Windsor and Barrie and Oshawa and KWC and all of our areas. None of our experts are in there like living the easy life. They're in the trenches creating yep. these models. Uh, doing it for oops for so many people and you know making a great living for themselves as well as other investors putting out their passion and showing people how to do it right yeah you know and people who are looking to invest in real estate you really want to look at the people behind and go is this someone like that sounds like they know what they're talking about is this someone who has created this freedom in their life you know and is this someone or is this someone who just wants me to partner with them and and you know do this on their investment sort of thing like always look at the facilitator and say is this someone i could relate to and someone i'd i'd want to be like so and there's a lot of people to learn from so and I've, I've had the question asked to me what's in it for you because mm-hmm. people always think there's a catch there's a lot of 
I don't want to say scams, but mm-hmm. yeah, there's scams there, there going scams, out there yeah. that, that they tell, they tell you, give me your money and I'll teach you this and then give me more money and you're going to end up like me one day. Yeah. yeah. That's not what we offer. The reason we do provide all the services we do is that we want to grow a team around us. So a family around us, mm-hmm. we'd rather have that one really good client that learns from us, gets really successful, starts investing, has that retirement and could work with us and trust us. Yeah. Then thousand clients that we don't even know their names because then you're that one client as you help them you see most people come to people like us because most people are not investing in real estate first of all Mm -hmm. most people are trying to do the traditional way or they're just overspending or they just don't think it's for them then you have that one person who comes to say real property investments or comes to fill in the kid Mm -hmm. you know goes there and um really wants to make the difference often they're on their own And so we really want to nurture that person and show them the realities, what you can achieve. And it's only natural as they, we are their source of support because no one else is doing it. But as they start creating this freedom life Mm -hmm. and it starts to show and people are like, Hey, didn't see you at work. You seem to be working a lot of flex time or something or, Mm -hmm. you know, Oh, you're not working Saturdays anymore. Like what's going on sort of thing. You know, people in their environment, um, we'll notice. And yep. this is the, the uh, like a proper pull in. It's not like a hard sell. We yeah. don't like the sell from the yeah, stage. Yeah. You're, or the not, you're not selling. hit from 12 of my Facebook ads. Before, no, but, but when people very natural. see, yeah, they see their friends <sighs> achieving. They're like, hey, well, maybe I'll give it a go. Because mm-hmm. usually people, like birds in a feather flock together. Where there's one great client, yep. there's usually 10 more. In, in that close inner circle, and, and yeah. they will be drawn in naturally. Because yeah. <laughs> I think another thing that we all do here, too, is we treat our so-called clients as family because we do care about them. You want what's best for them. And what I love with you guys as real estate agents is you are not in scarcity mode. Oh, I need to get no. uh, in mm-hmm. this highest price. Like all Dude. of our agents that we work with, they're getting off-market stuff. Do you think that gets them the big deal? Like no, you no. guys would be making more money if you just went for end users and you yeah. got these multiple bidding yeah, wars. Yeah, for sure. But then you know what? There's no more value than helping people, yeah. showing them in a repeat client and then a repeat client with a network of repeat clients that you actually become friends that with. You, exactly. And I, you can enjoy. I like to say like the, the clients that I'd go out and grab a beer with kind of thing. Yeah. That, that's what I want my portfolio of clients to be made up of, right? Not a one-time relationship over the course of 20 years. Exactly. Yeah, the best thing for us and the best possible gift we could receive is a referral. That that mm-hmm. means that we're doing our job. That means yeah. that w- there's happy people working with us and yeah. and we can grow and, and make more happy people. Yeah. And the best way for your clients and stuff to come in, people who have clients, is to bring them out. Like we have our monthly networking events. You have a monthly networking event here in Toronto. And you invite them out and find out what they're doing. And hey, look, look at this. Have you guys ever heard of this option? Mm-hmm. Let me show you. Or here, we're having free drinks. Here, come meet us. Here's some information. And, and really kind of staying in the, in the loop, seeing because their needs change. And they also might need help managing their investment too. Yep. A lot of people, they come to us, they figure out that I don't want to join Real Property Investments. I want to do it on my own. Um, and they might go and use the experts and stuff. And we're always trying to draw them back in and following up. Okay, you might need help after that right. point. You know, we're always here for you. You can do it mm-hmm. on your own. But don't ever be scared of asking for help because things change. If you're doing real estate, it's an active investment. And, you know, it takes a lot of work. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you're the person, the only expert at the end of it, and it's your first property, you know, it's you're going to make mistakes. Right. So don't ever yeah. be scared to ask for help and really, you know, if you're not going to do it totally turnkey, at least, you know, use resources around you and yes. reach out to people. Yeah, there is a lot of information out there in the mm-hmm. real estate industry. So it's good to have the guiding light, if you will, yeah. to to show you where to kind of turn. So yeah. your networking event, that's November 3rd? Wow. That's the monthly <laughs> Okay. But there no, is, yeah, the let's talk one. about the big event. The big one, third. the big one. So but, we do have monthly networking events. We okay. have one in Barrie, we have one in Burlington, and we have one in uh, the greater Toronto area in Thornhill. Mm-hmm. And you have yours here right? yes. in Toronto too. Perfect. See, all you out there, you have no excuse not to go somewhere every month. Anyway, so what this really does is gives the information. We are a bit different than other groups. We don't just like haphazardly have people for entertainment or whatever like we are a fully turnkey team and system and we only have our experts present because we know they have good material i think a lot of uh party planners i mean sorry event coordinators um i get people (laughs) out there who have these maybe they've done like 100 transactions or whatever or they're doing things on a large scale but who says they're doing it the right way in the large scale are you personally growing your money with this like 
for the people who come in our room, we want to show them what we're doing and how we're growing our money and what we've achieved as a result and letting them get the same results, not just getting people for entertainment factor. And so that's what we do every month. And um, we have, we're blessed to work with amazing specialists. We thought, why not have a full day event where we have all of our experts and speakers perform all day long. They can show what their offer is uh, in booths, but also from the stage, main stage presentations. We're going to have a really fun uh, day of entertainment and education. Because I speak at a lot of these, and we really filled out like an educational day it's for pretty much the same cost as going to one of our evening events right and it includes lunch and how can people really show up at 9 a.m and leave at five figuring out pretty much this is the plan that i want to move forward i figured out that i i like this and i'm going to make appointments with this person and this is really something kind of I want to do. Mm-hmm. So, so how do so, I get involved? Like, yeah. how, how could I uh, attend an event like that? Well, you'll be there, obviously. I, I will. And Phil is going to be there on <laughs> the panel. Yes. You know, because we having we're having all of our experts, whatever, for one of the sell from the for the twenty minutes uh, segments. No selling from the stage. Information only. Yes. And they're going to be talking about you know areas in Ontario that are great investment. We do have our U.S. specialist coming as well. He'll be talking about how to invest in the U.S. Because I know a lot of Canadians are for that. So Phil, you'll definitely be on the panel for that segment but more importantly they're going to have great interactive boost information you know and how people can get involved so say if you're looking to invest in real estate you'll have a chance to talk to phil from toronto gary from oshawa danielle from hamilton and st Catharines, cassidy from windsor um you know gary from oshawa colby uh, colby from barry and you're able to leave going oh my goodness i really figured out after spending this time and figuring out these areas and having a one-on-one with the experts themselves Mm -hmm. that this area really works for me i can make money in toronto i don't have to invest two hours away (laughs) i can invest within 20 minutes from my home because i'm a control freak and i actually want to drive past my investment five times a day guilty (laughs) (laughs) to some people they need that and so it it can be an option so so where could the public find uh more about the event well hopefully there's going to be an eventbrite link here on this yes we will we will put one in the show notes Excellent, yes. And uh, we'd advise everyone to come out and really invest in yourself for a full, fun-filled day of education. Trust me, I have the attention span of a four-year-old, <laughs> so I know how boring these expos and conferences can be. It's not going to be a bunch of old people milling around and just picking their nose and leaving early, whatever. This is going to be uh, coordinated as a full-day event, so think, be prepared to be entertained. So we do have Jean-Paul... Uh, who is going to be emceeing the event. And he's a comedian. He's actually one of Russell Peters' best friends. Oh, And he's going to be emceeing it, and he's actually going to be doing a comedic performance. We have DJ Romney Wildcat, who's actually one of our members, but he's an up-and-coming performer. And he's going to be DJing this whole event as well. It's going to be a blast. It's going to be like the investment conference and a WWF wrestling nice. match <laughs> combined all of it so we are going to try to really entertain Spiro, get and the tables. Oh, yeah. get the information across to people but if you're worried about coming out and worry about hard sales and pressures and email collections and all that sort of stuff you know what most of our people really do operate in a we're not that into you approach mm-hmm. you know if you're not that into us then maybe it's for reason and maybe we're not that into you. So no one really <laughs> needs to be doing this sort of stuff. We we yeah. love you. We want to no help sales. you. We want to work with you. We also respect you. We're not going to spam your inbox and no hard sells, no NLP, no get rich quick. This is all about, just like this conversation has been pretty real, there's yeah. just real information. If you're out there, you want to build wealth in real estate, alternative investment products, or even just create a wealth shift change, that's what we do to help people. You might say, I have no money, um, I have no time, I have no knowledge. Well, it's invest in real estate, you might need money. Um, you, we can help you with the time, the knowledge. You do need money. We don't do these get rich quick, these no money, low money down. Mm-hmm. But we have had... A smaller percentage of people come to us and say, I want to learn how to make the money so I can invest. And that starts with your mind, your attitude, and there are definite habits like we discussed today that could really kind of get anyone on the right path, no matter how hopeless it seems. Because life's going to happen. And I'm sorry if you're busy now. You're going to be busy next week and next month and next year. And you'll be busy probably until you end up in that box. There you go. Monica Jazza, keeping it real. I like that. It's real. It's real. (laughs) So you spoke about some of your hobbies like tennis, um, all, all the running around with kids. Yeah. 
all your uh, investments. And uh, I want you to just touch a little bit more on the book that you oh, have. Oh, okay. And yeah. also any other, uh, any other books that you would recommend? Oh, my God. I have to write a whole bunch. So I'm going to have to get that. <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to oh. get that. But I'm going to get that book that I talked about. The I think it's like Six Ways to Build Wealth. We're going to revise that financial planning book. So we definitely got to get on that. And we're always creating IP and creating courses. And they're all super duper real. Like this is real stuff. There's only one way you can do real estate. And I'm so sick of people paying $50,000 mm. and sitting in a three-day course to learn. Mm. We could package it and tell you the truth. And this is what we do with our clients and our whatever. The book also is real. Um, no people. Sorry, it's not Menza. I think I actually say it in the forward like this is not a how-to you know this yes. is more a what not to it's do more it's a how, real how not to it's just an authentic journey yeah i can't be someone i'm not we're just everyday people we built well through real estate we know the ways to do it we work with the best people in the industry i ain't got nothing else and that was real estate mistakes real estate and mistakes we'll, we'll find a link to that in uh Oh, there's another stream. Affiliate Amazon links. There you <laughs> now go. We're talking. Oh my God, you can affiliate nice. it we'll put, with your we'll put podcast. Another, we'll put another link in the in there. There we show go. You can get an affiliate fee for every real estate <laughs> mistake. But we say, you know, like learn from our mistakes, you know, will be your success. And even by reading that book, I think at least one person, our goal for that book, and we wrote that book in three weeks too, by the way, uh, through a challenge basically and write your book in oh, yeah. three weeks. And we got through it, and um, it never would have happened if we didn't have those that uh, structure to follow and the systems mm-hmm. to follow. And I think because we weren't, like, so tied up in this nitty-gritty and trying to prove something to someone, like, we're this or we're that, or we want to teach this point or that point, it really is a from-the-heart book. So a lot of people uh, can finish it in one read, and, you know, it's an easy read because it was just written so authentically but you could honestly pick up that book at least one point will resonate you it talks about all the different strategies we messed up in it talks about the beginner mistakes that people make and it talks about mistakes you might make in in forming your team talks about mistakes in mindset and also getting caught up in this hundred property hype and at the end of the day you know i think you get at least one lesson that will help you save millions of dollars in mistakes that's what we made. So where, you, so where where can you get that book? Amazon. And Amazon. And what's it? What's the title? Real estate mistakes are mistakes. Your success. There Boom. you go. That's yeah. how you can find it. And uh, what what's your number one advice? Like, what advice would you give someone who is just looking to make an investment, their first investment? What do you tell them? Honestly, guys, you're not alone. You don't have to figure this out on your own. You can listen to podcasts like this. Uh, you can go from meetup group to meetup group. You could read all the books under the sun. Pick someone that you like, that you trust, and that you'd admire, and see if you could learn from them. Because I think a mentorship opportunity, it doesn't have to be a three-day, you know, course mentorship or a 50000 or an expensive thing. You know, figure it out what it is you're trying to achieve and really kind of let someone who's earned their stripes or taken these punches already and has figured it all out really do that for you. Because you can make steps towards building wealth, as well as living your best life at the same time. You don't have to be a hero. You don't have to figure it out all on your own. You are not alone. Perfect. Excellent. Yeah. <clears throat> I think that's probably a good, good as place in any, as any to, uh, to wind her down. Yep. Excellent. So I uh, want to thank you for coming on the podcast well, for thanks sure. thanks for having Absolutely. me. I have a feeling this is going to be the best podcast out there. Of, of the five, it'll be the largest we've had yet, guaranteed. Yes. And, right. you know help us compete with all the others in the space. You know what? I'm sure we got There's this. so many people in the real estate space. 55,000 agents. 52. 52,000 I don't know. Something like that. There's so many podcasts. There's so many meetup groups. There's so many whatever. Um, it, you know, you just got to do you. Yep. And I think authenticity is what it is all about. It is. I, I yeah. couldn't agree more. So uh, where could everybody find you? Uh, we're online. rpinvestments.ca or Google. Monica Jazik or Real Property Investments, Monica Jazik, Von Jazik, and hopefully we pop up. You'll pop up. Let's I hope so. We'll I, think, I think you're there. I Let's think, hope so. I think so. <laughs> so. Or continue to stay tuned to fill in the kid, and then you can hopefully you'll have me Maybe back you get someday. lucky to pop up again. That's probably yeah. the best <laughs> advice we've given in this, uh, in yeah. this podcast. <laughs> best advice yet. Stay tuned. All right. Thank you, Monica. All and right. again, we'll, we'll probably do this again one, one day. Absolutely. You can find us on YouTube, iTunes Podcast, Google Play, Podbean, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Make sure to comment, like, subscribe, and share. Thank you. Mm-hmm.